Today on UnleashCast, I talk to Dr. Nima Pasha, Director of Behavioural Science for EMEA at Coach Hub. Now, 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, it would have been unthinkable to conduct coaching digitally, online, over video conferencing platforms. Well, all that's changed, and digital coaching is de rigueur, all the rage, and sometimes even more effective than face-to-face coaching. So I talked to Nima about the history of coaching and the way it's changed over the last 10 to 20 years, what's coming up, what the new disciplines are, and how we can make it most effective for the entire workforce. Catch Coach Hub at Unleashed World, coming next week, 12th, 13th of October in Paris. But for now, enjoy this conversation. Nima, you've been researching coaching for decades. Certainly something that I've been around ever since I've kind of worked in L&D HR talent publishing for, for a long time, 15 years or so. What changes have you seen uh, in, during this time and in the industry lately? Of course. And when I uh, first started researching, which is um, a decade sounds a very long time ago, but I realised it is a very long time ago. So for, for my um, first master's, I actually started, it was my first experience of coaching research, which was over 20 years ago. And back then I was looking at the shift of coaching uh, and delivery of sort of personal development, which is much more prevalent at that stage to call it that, from this um, offering coaching as an elite offer to seniors, which is how it was, to shifting away, not just in terms of who gets it, but how it's delivered. So back then, um, the focus when I started the research around this area is very much about uh, functional development particularly around skills for a job if you want to be a marketeer how can you be a better marketeer if you want to work in HR how can you develop better HR skills and understanding but actually that has shifted um, I've noticed in terms of more uh, fundamental um, competences mindset attributes and how we want to be in our workplace which are about our personal development and growth and what but what I specifically looked at back then was then I was looking particularly at something called computer-aided coaching and I found that what was there was a need then it was very early days um, when we were looking at computer-aided coaching and looking at what what I mean what we would now call digital coaching and back then I found that the um, offer of coaching online was not regarded as a positive move Um, people were you know the gold standard would be to go into a coach's office and have um, you know this sort of uh, you know, intimate one-to-one development and to put it on a computer was considered by the profession as a watered down way of delivering. And I think some of that kind of still exists. But what I found actually through that early form of research was that offering um, coaching online via computers not only offered flexibility because you could do it at different times, but what I specifically found is that there was a power shift <laughs> because normally, as I say, you'd go into the coach's office, there'd be a nice plant, lovely rug, um, you know, and that kind of ambient experience that you'd have, but it would still be very much in their space. And what I found when we shifted onto computer-aided delivery is that um, people felt a sense of they were in their space that enabled greater autonomy, that enabled greater, you know, the power shift meant that they could feel more comfortable in that space. And when people felt more comfortable, they were able to open up more and coaching was able to go in much deeper. So in terms of what I, I say, uh, what you asked me about how it's changed is that from research is like shifting in the format. It's shifting that coaching is not just seen as luxury and elitist. And I clearly have seen that, you know, this kind of work doing coaching is an integral part of business growth. And, you know, I think it should be part of the everyday for leaders and emerging leaders. So it seems to me, I mean, 
the attitudes towards online coaching, computer-aided coaching, now sort of called digital coaching, have changed hugely. Like you said, very much more marginalised quite a long time ago. Maybe not even that long ago, um, but certainly the the very obvious change of the last two or three years of the pandemic has probably mm. uh, helped people's attitudes significantly shift to the possibilities of um, digital coaching. So would you say that the impact you can have on an individual's growth is as good or better when delivered digitally? Is that where we are now in terms of people's thinking? I'm going to go into, uh, the, the, we could go into people's thinking, but what I'm going to go to is into the research to look at what we can, what the research kind of offers in that, um, is that if as a coachee, the more uh, you feel that you're able to have autonomy and able to discuss your concerns means you can go deeper. And the more deeper you can go, the research shows that you can get more development. And one of the things is when you have digital-based delivery, you're able to do that. And we noticed that um, when I, I did a research piece in the middle of the pandemic with HR directors to look at how they responded to Zoom-based meetings. And um, what we found was, you know, what we all know now, but clearly the kind of um, interaction felt less human to some people. But what people, what we found out, particularly with minority groups, is that they felt they were able to speak out more. We're on this sort of egalitarian slide. So we, again, felt this space. We're on our own. We're all equal. We've not got, um, you know, a boardroom, boardroom table between us or something or, or, you know, that kind of thing. Is that So actually computer aided coaching, as I called it, and digital coaching can offer um, something quite unique, just as Teams can offer something unique, Zoom can offer something unique, Google Hangouts can offer something unique, is that there are benefits in that and that it can offer um, a connection that we probably couldn't see in other places. I'm not saying that the, you know, face-to-face also has its place. I'm just saying this, this medium offers something of value to the coaching process. And I think, uh, you know, it can offer a little bit more innovation as well, as we see, as you mentioned about what's happening, as we see great AI integrated into de- delivery, and as we see coaching itself addressing more deeply equity and diversity and inclusion as well, I think there's more space for that to come in as we move forward with digital coaching. I mean, I hope so. It Good point to to looking at the actual research rather than just people's opinions on it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> being a, a PhD in this sort of space, I kind of I kind of have to go to that all the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so you're the newly appointed Emir Director of um, Behavioural Science. You're going to lead a team of behavioural scientists uh, dedicated to looking at the impact of coaching. How do you see how do you see the the impact of coaching enhancing uh, your product offering, how do you see that evolving to meet organisational needs as we go forward? Yeah, thank you. It's a really interesting question. And I think when we look at, you mean, we asked a lot about research. Research on coaching, uh, it really looks at the impact on individuals and also team on their development and growth. And I think what we always have to do, and this is um, part of my particular sort of research and expertise is about the world of work and the future of work and and it's always got to be in that context so it's always got to be the context how will coaching influence an individual or team in the context of the world of work we live in so in terms of um you're asking about how we can meet the needs of organizations it's important to know that you know that we coaching recognize that organizations businesses 
are, are facing huge challenges. We are looking at the issues that are coming out of a post-COVID environment. Um, we're looking at equity, as we mentioned previously. We're looking at hybrid working and what organisations are particularly looking at, I think, at the moment are productivity challenges, adherence to goals on climate. And we're all looking at kind of like how do we perform under kind of ESG initiatives that our organisations are looking at. So coaching has to be part of that. It can't be just separated off. And the way we are working in, in Coach Hub is that we have to have a, we have to understand the system that um, coaching lives in, which is what I'm talking about, the system, the environment where work takes place, which includes the team, the department, the sector. It also looks at societal norms and things, and you know, that could be like EDI or climate or things like this, is that we need to understand that. And that's why we need to link then when we understand coaching, where we have to focus on the, the what people do, their behaviours. We have to understand how they feel about how they move forward in terms of conscious and unconscious thinking. But it's got to connect to that because organisations will want to know, well, that's great. But how are we going to drive a business forward and how will coaching drive a business forward? And that's why I always believe in that and indeed coach, uh, and at Coach Hub is linking that connecting of uh, how coaching can improve an overall organization's goals ambitions and output i've got another question actually unplanned but uh let's yeah. see how it goes do you think so your role is to obviously look at these the the behavioral science science aspect of it the impact of this how it can improve meeting organizational needs things like this are these things that uh, are these kind of um behaviors and habits and techniques that anyone can take on in an organization should it be left to managers or should we are we going to be seeing kind of coaching up as well as coaching down i know when you talked before about the kind of evolution of it all it was coaching was very much something that was confined to kind of the boardroom and seen as like an executive privilege but now it seems like something which anyone can benefit from right Anyone can benefit from it. And and um, I've worked with uh, undergraduate students um, previously in universities where we deliver coaching for them to understand where they perform but um, and how they can develop themselves in career coaching, but also how they develop themselves on their internships and, and so on in organisations. And coaching up is definitely part of that to enable people to uh, manage this, to understand the key challenges uh, coming in from newcomers, the sort of the perspective that they see and how they can harness that as well. I think it's, it's it, it should, yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a big kind of fan of it because I think, you know, coaching is, to me, is really kind of like opening the, a lid on on deeper things around how we think, how we perform, where we want to go. And, it, and what we find when we start opening that tin up is that we'll find things that block us, things that hold us back. And then the coach and that why it should be, this is why I think it should be at every level and can coach, um, uh, upwards and downwards, as you say, is that's the critical thing. Because in some ways we probably already know the stuff we can do, what we can't do, but it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the it's the things the hindrances the obstacles the things we fear the things we put off procrastination who doesn't have that who wants to kick the can down the road a little bit further it's those critical things i think coaching can really work with but i think it has to be done in a skilled professional way because if you start unpacking some of those critical things or what block us without that kind of support to know how to go next have a non-judgmental thing you can't go oh my god what you've not done that you've not hit the deadline again what's wrong with you if you have that kind of response 
that you might have from colleagues and friends and your boss, it's harder to address those things. So I think, um, you know, it, it, it's, I really kind of think it's so integral and it can really enable an organisation to move forward because you can start harnessing talent much better. Wonderful stuff, Nima. Thank you so much. Um, really fascinating and looking forward to uh, meeting you in Paris. Thank you.